Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 78, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand communication strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today started her business after being voted off the island from her corporate management position. Her journey to starting her own business saw her coach more than 100 individual clients to be able to earn her CEC designation in record time. She earned her certification in Neuro Linguistics Programming, NLP, and has built her business to six figures twice. Now on today's show, she's going to share how she did not let the loss of her corporate job keep her stuck, but rather catapulted her into running her own business and quite successfully, I might add, from the list of achievements that I've just mentioned. Joining me on today's show is Wendy Y. Bailey. Wendy Y. is a world-class sales and business coach and has served transformation experts globally for over 14 years. Now on today's show, Wendy Y. is going to share mindset is everything. Focus on mindset first and you'll be able to see opportunities from there. Do what you say you will do. That's so important. Fulfill your comments and you'll create raving fans every single time, as well as cultivate relationships with your clients, your partners and community. Welcome to the show, Wendy Y. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie. I'm delighted and honored to be here. Sometimes when we go through experiences that you have gone through when we've been asked to leave a role that really can keep us stuck. Um, so it's great that you are here to, to share some of those mindset strategies because we can have the best principles, the best uh, systems, the all of that process is laid out in front of us. But if we don't have the right mindset, we can still remain stuck. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I've learned is if your mindset is clear, if your mindset is focused on soaring, mm -hmm. then anything is possible and everything is possible. But your mindset tends to get you stuck. One of the key areas that I serve my clients in is in sales. Mm. And, you know, in order to generate more sales, one of the easiest ways to do that is to increase your fees. Mm -hmm. But you've got to have the right mindset to be able to increase your fees. Mm. So uh, we work on some strategy around what they believe about their services. We work on 
you know, helping them to understand the value of their services and what that really means in terms of the marketplace, mm -hmm. in terms of setting their fees. But it all starts with mindset, Anne-Marie. Yeah. It all starts with mindset. Well, let's dive into that. Let's unpack some of that because I know for many women that I speak to, it is something that they struggle with, the thought of increasing their fees, even though they've had years and years of experience and knowledge and great successes with clients or even in the corporate if they've moved from corporate to uh, now owning their own business. It's a lot easier said than done. So what are some things, maybe have a look at some of the things that maybe are showing up that is not serving them, not supporting them, and then maybe some key tactics or strategies to help us really shift and get that uh, mindset that's going to support us in those areas. Sure. A couple of things, especially since I serve primarily what I call transformation experts, mm. like coaches and professional speakers and uh, management, marketing, branding, consultants, and what I call emerging thought leaders. They mm -hmm. are people who have a voice in the marketplace, but have not determined how to monetize it yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, when, when working with those clients, what typically shows up is when they have to increase their fees and they want to increase their fees, let me make sure that's clear. They want to increase their fears, their fees, but they're afraid that if they increase their fees, people won't buy from them. Mm -hmm. Clients won't enroll in their services. That's the first thing. The second thing is they're afraid if they increase their fees, that means they've got to have more services involved in whatever the, the package or the program is. Yes. So they equate increasing fees and value with adding on more work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And then the third thing is they think that increasing their fees really is, um, is something that they feel like, oh, well, I'm not really serving my client well if I have to increase my fees. It's my job to really help them and to support them and I don't know that that translates into more in the way of fees. Mm. Okay, so let me address each one of those yes. at a time. The first one, increasing your fees, is not about, let me make sure I got it right. The first one I said was increasing your fees. Oh, help me with my train of thought, Anne-Marie. <laughs> Well, let's talk about this. This one is one that really stands out is that increasing the fees that I have to somehow increase the services that I'm offering. Yeah, let, let's back our way into it then. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Increasing your fees is not about quantity. It's about quality mm. and the quality of the services that you provide, whether you uh, provide them at a lesser fee or a higher fee mm -hmm. is still a high caliber. You still want that to be a high caliber. So instead of adding on services, what you do is you up the service quality mm -hmm. rather than the service quantity in terms of more pieces or more things that you include into it. Um, that's a hard one for most people. Mm -hmm. But when I start to track them to how much certain things cost within the services that they offer, it gets realistic when you say, okay, if you're charging them five dollars for this and i'm just going to use some round numbers and let's just use a hundred if you're charging them a hundred dollars for this but it requires a thousand hours of your time what's really the value of what you're providing in the way of services mm -hmm. so it's not about more services it's about upping your the quality or the caliber of your services when you increase your fees but to do that again it's mindset yeah you know it's totally mindset then the other part, point I think I made was um, a lot of times they think increasing their fees 
is not something their clients will pay. Mm-hmm. You get to, te- I think it's uh, Dr. Phil that's credited with saying it. You teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. It's the same way when it comes to your fees. Yes. You train your clients on what your service looks like, the caliber of that service, what they can experience and expect from your services. And based on all of that, you're training them that a bump in your fees and increase in your fees makes total sense. Mm, Yeah. Okay. But it's got to start with you. If it doesn't make sense to you Mm -hmm. mentally, your mindset, then it's going to be more difficult for you to extend that same understanding and awareness to your clients. And then I think the last thing I said about increasing your fees was most people, when it comes to increasing their fees, they have this, um, I don't know, I I call it, I'll I'll call it a fear. Mm -hmm. It's a fear of really putting themselves out there in a way that is a little bit scarier because they have to give more of themselves, they think. Mm -hmm. And they're right, but it's giving of themselves in a way that speaks to, again, that service, the caliber of service, the quality of service. I call myself a world-class business and sales coach because that really does give you an an indication of the kind of service, the caliber of service that Mm -hmm. you're going to get when you work with me. Yeah, I love all of those. And it's such a great reminder to really reflect on the fact that when we do increase our fees, we don't take into consideration the hours that we have spent in learning specific topics, mm-hmm. even the practical experience over very you know many years. And I remember hearing a story once, and this is a mechanic, so I don't know how many women are mechanics, but anyway, uh, a mechanic went up to a car and kind of looked at it, and he was told by the client what was going wrong, and he looked and he ummed in the yard, and he picked up this hammer, and he went, Tap! And then the car started and he said, that'll be whatever it is. And the guy goes, what? That much? It only took you 10 minutes. He goes, I know, but it took me 20 years of experience to be able to know exactly where to hit it. That's the thing, isn't it? We, We disregard all of the experience. Now, we could save our clients time, money, heartache, all of that if they had to go through it on their own. So the fact that we can yeah. speed things up, don't they don't need to reinvent the wheel. That's the quality as well that we provide, the quality of information. Mm-hmm. And we need to be reminded of that, don't we? Absolutely. Um, I love the story because we don't give ourselves credit as, as coaches in particular. We don't give ourselves credit for our years of experience, mm-hmm. our years of training. I'm a lifelong learner, and while that may not translate into, you know, higher higher degrees, mm-hmm. you know, higher education degrees, I don't have a doctorate, but I do have a, a doctorate of life, so to speak, because of, you know, my years in corporate management, mm-hmm. because of the years of training, and then some formal coach training I've had as, as a coach as well, and then my certifications. But, you know, I, I like for my clients, um, Anne-Marie, not to really dwell on Um, they've got to have some kind of certification. They've got to have, you know, this kind of training. They've got to be in business this number of years because everything you've ever experienced in your life prepares you to do what you do well. Yes. If you're a really good coach, then everything has prepared you for that. Now, on the other end of that, I'm not saying don't go get training, you know, formal training and coaching. Don't go get your certifications. I think they have value. But you've also got to understand all of what life has prepared you for to be able to do the things you do. Mm -hmm. The story I like to tell is um, I'm a single mom and my son is now 27, soon to be 28 years old. 
And at the age of four, he was diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Mm -hmm. And more than ADD, it has a very uh, strong emotional component to it. Mm -hmm. So uh, once he was diagnosed at four, we both had to go in to learn behavior modification strategies and behavior management techniques that would really support him in getting a really good education. And I realized at one point that because of all the, the training and therapy and everything else we had been through to support him in that, that I was always, if something was happening, I was always in my mind rifling through this mental file cabinet, trying to pull out the best technique or the mm -hmm. best strategy that was going to really help him in that moment. And I think sometimes when you're a coach, you're in that same mode. Mm -hmm. But over the years of, you know, supporting my son as his advocate in, in school related to the ADHD, what I learned is I've got everything I need already. Mm -hmm. I don't have to rifle through it. I just have to breathe and step into the right response. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way in your coaching. That's how your experience really comes to bear so that you can do things like increase your fees, so that you can provide a higher caliber service, so that you can do those things that really make a difference in the lives and businesses and work of your clients. Yeah, I love that. And something I was um, reminded of as you were sharing that e example and story is that as we are increasing our fees and stepping into to the next level of our business, sometimes that means that we do need to close the door on certain clients. Some clients may not necessarily want to come with us. Speak a bit more about that because we need to be mindful that that may be the case. And you know what? That's fine because we open ourselves up to other clients ready to step forward. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You said it quite well, Anne-Marie. When you are dealing with clients who are sort of stuck in the old way that you used to serve them and you're trying to up level to a, a, a higher caliber client and provide a higher caliber of service, mm. you've got to be sure that you're also saying no to those clients and those scenarios that will keep you in that place, mm. okay? When you say yes, to having a high, higher caliber client, and that means increasing your fees and all that comes with it, you're also saying no to that stuff. Mm -hmm. And in saying no, you're actually making room for the, the great clients, the clients who are at that next level. Now, and, and the thing that I always think of is sometimes we as coaches think that it's family, it's okay to coach family. I discourage anybody from trying to coach your family because with your family, you get all of whatever the, um, the sibling rivalries, the, you know, conflict and contention around family issues, whatever they are, they show up mm -hmm. in a relationship where you're trying to coach family members. I think it's a great example because sometimes you're so close to clients that they can often feel like family. So mm -hmm. whatever those, um, uh, situations and scenarios that have been part of your relationship as your relationship has grown, they may not serve you well anymore. Mm -hmm. And that means you may not be best served in providing service to that client anymore as well. And it's okay to do that. You just move on mm -hmm. and make room for those higher caliber clients, the ones that are ready to receive you at that next level that you're able to provide service. Yeah, great, great points there. Let's talk about um, do what we say that we will do, fulfill our comments, and we will create raving fans every single time. 
Yeah, that's a big one. That's a real, real big one. I remember, uh, what is the expression over commit, under commit and over deliver? deliver? Yeah. That's really what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. When you meet commitments that you make to your clients, then they're like, oh, well, I know she's going to take care of me because she said so. Mm-hmm. It builds trust. It builds um, an understanding of consistency with the client, which is another trust builder. The more you do the things that you say you're going to do, you meet the commitments that you've promised to your clients, the better your clients are and the better the relationship with your clients will be. I remember uh, within the first couple of years, I, I just, for whatever reason, I'm just like a big dreamer. You know, I've always been a big dreamer and I always wanted to do something really big for my clients. Mm -hmm. And I started uh, over committing and under delivering (laughs) because I I was, you know, thinking so big and dreaming so big. Mm -hmm. So what I've learned over time, and and you said it in my introduction, I built my business to six figures twice. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't say that you didn't include is I've lost it all twice. And a lot of it, yeah, and a lot of it had to do with um, economics. Some of it had to do with health challenges. And what I've learned in in that, that whole cycle of bouncing back is that you've got to meet those commitments. That means thinking through each commitment as you make it to ensure that you can meet it mm-hmm. every single time. I've gotten really good at it now. Yeah. And you you introduced me as more than 14 years. I'm actually in my 16th year now wow. of uh, serving in the marketplace. So that's a big lesson yes. and one that's important. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you, I'm kind of going back to our first dialogue where we talked about increasing fees and kind mm-hmm. of what you think about yourself and how you see yourself. And it's not about having more more bells and whistles. It's about standing up in the caliber of the service that you're providing. And I think meeting commitments mm-hmm. generates that that trust and those raving fans that I'm talking about. The the story, the the quick story that comes to mind for me is. When you are in that space of serving, you're in that space of giving, you're really in that space of of doing what you say, all of a sudden your clients love you. Mm. When I first increased my fees, and it was the scariest time of my life, I have to tell you, this is several years ago, it's probably been about uh, 14 years ago now, if, if I'm thinking straight, I increased my fees. And then on top of that, I added a guarantee of services. Mm-hmm. So 100% money back guarantee. My fees were at a higher level and I was scared to death. What I learned through the process of doing that was it made me step up my game. It made me commit and deliver the things that I committed to. And I ended up having clients that I still work with today as a result. I didn't have to give anybody their money back, okay? They saw the results that they wanted, but it challenged me and my thinking back to that mindset is everything again. Mm, Yeah, brilliant. And, you know, as you were sharing that about saying uh, saying something and then committing to that and then delivering that, 
I'm surprised time and time again when I hear stories, and this is across all industries, so certainly not um, just singling out coaches or consultants, mm -hmm. but that businesses are not delivering. And in actual fact, it's a real standout when we do deliver on what we promise. And often mm -hmm. I'm, you know, people will come to me, clients will say, oh, thank you for that. You know, I'm, I'm just astounded. And it's like, I'm just doing what I said that I would do. Yet it's yeah. something that they're providing as great feedback that they appreciate it. And I yeah. think when we can set that up as just being an absolute integral part of the business and, and how we deal with people, then that, as you said, they will become raving fans. They'll talk about that to, to their people, you know, to their community too. The, and you're right, because the thing that, that I think helps us stand out and makes us unique in whatever field we're in is when we do what we say we're going to do when we meet those commitments because unfortunately people have become jaded you know there are a lot mm. of people out there no matter what the industry that have not met their commitments to their clients mm. and as a result you know when you do something really outstanding you really are like the unicorn mm. and the clients are like yes i want to work with the unicorn more and more because it's not what i see often yeah. One of the things that I do, and I might be telling a, a secret, but to me, it's not a big secret. It's just a, a way of extending great service. It's not unheard of for me to actually um, pick up the phone and give my clients a call. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not totally email driven. I'm not texting them. I'm not. Those things happen. But every so often, I like to pick up the phone and reach out to my clients. And it's always interesting to me that their response is, wow, you're actually calling me. Yeah. Yeah. I picked up the phone and I dialed your number. Yes, I'm calling you. And it's because no one else does that. It's a simple touch, yeah. but it's an important one that clients truly value and they see as unique mm. in the way of service. Yeah. I love that example. And as you say, sometimes it's the simplest of things, a phone call, a card, mm -hmm. whatever it might be, can make such a huge difference in, in solidifying that, that relationship. That brings us beautifully into the next point about cultivating our relationships from clients, partners, and community. Today, when we think of um, all of the technologies that we have at our fingertips, relationships and building no like and trust and that cultivation of relationships is so important, isn't it? It totally is. With there being, what is it, 5 billion people on the planet, mm -hmm. you know, 1 billion or so people on Facebook and, you know, 400 million here and there on other social media platforms, mm -hmm. relationships have to be the focus of all of your efforts. Mm -hmm. A lot of what I train my clients on is, is marketing messaging, as well as sales and then some mindset too. But, you know, when we talk about the marketing and the messaging, I like for my clients to understand that everything you put into the marketplace, we all hear that it's the no like trust factor that mm. you're really trying to cultivate, but you're also trying to cultivate an experience factor. So it's no like trust experience mm. so that your clients get a taste of who you are and how you show up in the marketplace. And it's about building rapport and connection. Now that's one of the four pillars of, of neuro-linguistic programming mm. is a rapport and connection. Because when you have rapport and connection with people, even through a social media update, through a blog post, through a podcast interview like this, mm -hmm. if you're saying something that resonates, that connects with them, that helps them to experience what it's like to be around you, then all of a sudden you've, you're 
you've created the foundation to build a great relationship on. Yes. So that's totally important. Rapport and connection relationships have to be the currency of this new 21st century that we're in. Yeah. Not so new anymore, but you get the idea. Yeah. This is the this is what's really important and mm-hmm. relationships re- represent currency. Mm. Like if you're not focused on relationships, then it's going to impact your bottom line profits. Yeah. If you're not focused on relationships, it's going to be hard for you to increase your fees. It's going to be hard for you to sell more of your services or sell more programs or enroll more people in your programs. You've got to have the relationship and that has to be more important than anything else. Yeah. Something I would love um, to dive a little bit deeper into because I think it's so important and not often um, thought about but can separate. You talked about experience and sometimes the experience is just being so clear on your unique characteristics and who you are and giving yourself permission to shine um, through that can really be the difference between you and some you know some other coaches speak a bit more about that because I think with a lot of women we don't recognize our unique qualities as being something that can be quite special when we do it with intention yeah I think you said a lot when you said we do it with intention Mm. I see intention as being like an inside out a way of approaching anything. Mm-hmm. And when you think of that intentional, that inside out way of being in relationships, when you think of that inside out way of being in service to your clients, then everything that you do, everything that makes you who you are becomes valuable, mm-hmm. you know, because that's an extension Everything you are is extended through your service. Everything you are is extended in the, the what you offer in the marketplace. So, you know, if you're, I'm, I'm like an extrovert, you know, I'm always high energy, bouncing off the walls, all that kind of stuff. And I love really sharing that aspect of myself with my clients, potential clients, podcast interviews like this, social media updates, blog posts, and their isms, their Wendy Y isms that make that important. It makes me unique in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I'm in a blog, talking in a blog post, I might use a hashtag that's, you know, a Wendy Y ism. Mm. Um, I might say something that is it's funny because um, an assistant of mine several years ago pointed out to me that I use these four words a lot. Every time I would say something, a lot of times I would say, how cool is that? Mm. And uh, so I coined the phrase, K-E-W-L is how you spell cool. How cool is that? That's a Wendy Y-ism. Yeah. But I'm the one who says that, and people know me in the marketplace for saying, how cool is that? Mm. Another uh, Wendy Y-ism is I charge for that. Mm. I charge for that is a mindset as it relates to selling. And it stems from being approached by so many people who want to, quote unquote, pick my brain over the years Mm. and understanding that everything that I share has value. And because it has value, I've got to step into the I charge for that mindset, which says I recognize the value. And while I can support you, there's a fee associated with how I support you if, you know, this is really what you want. Mm. Those little unique isms are just unique to me, but they're things that each and every one of us has and does and lives by that that represents something unique Mm. and special. And when you incorporate that into how you connect and how you uh, show up in intention, 
to serve. It just makes a big difference. Yes. Big and difference. how often, and I just want to reflect this back for people listening and watching, how often do people that um, we work with, our assistants, uh, even our family and clients recognize that first when we haven't really recognized it, that someone in your team mentioned, you say that a lot, and then you've, you've nurtured that, you've tweaked that to now be something that your clients would know you. That's definitely a Wendy Wyism. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. Brilliant. And we all have them. We mm -hmm. all have them. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, absolutely. Wendy Y, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. How can people find out more about you? What's the best way? Well, there are a couple of different ways, but I'll, I'll share the big way. Um, I'm Wendy Y Bailey across all social media platforms. That's Wendy with two Y's at the end, Bailey, be like boy, A-I-L-E-Y. Again, across all social media platforms, that's where they can find me. And if it's okay with you, I'd love to share where your uh, listeners and viewers can get a free gift from me. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. If you go to um, businessbeyondlimits.com slash script your selling script your selling no spaces no hyphens and uh, there's a great download for you it's a, a master class that I did about uh, creating surefire sales success in your sales scripting it's language it's a lot of different things I think they'll get a big kick out of it oh wonderful thank you so much uh, for sharing that one of the things that we'll do is we'll put all of the links and the social media links to be able to, to connect with Wendy Y on our show notes ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash WIL78 ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash WIL78 thank you so much uh, for coming on the show Wendy thank you so much for having me Anne-Marie I appreciate the uh, opportunity You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. Changing the world, one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.